This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. Hey, what's happening in San Diego? Welcome in a Monday get-together here uh, from the Odyssey Palace Studios. Chris Ello, Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby kicking off another week. Happy uh, Columbus Day to everybody out there who's celebrating such things. Uh, there isn't a lot to celebrate in the world right now, and uh, we do want to touch on that before we get underway, and our thoughts and prayers and hopes and wishes are with all the people that... Uh, are in Israel, uh, in that part of the world, and who have family there. Uh, we can only hope and cross our fingers that everything turns out okay. Uh, we're not going to spend too much time on that. You don't tune in to hear that kind of stuff. We are an escape away from the real world, and that is where the world of sports can come in nice and handy, guys. We can complain about things like home field advantage ah, yes, and uh, yes. you know fantasy football heartbreaks and uh, things that you know really seem like they matter. And especially at a time like this. So uh, we welcome everybody into the program. We do have a good show lined up for you. That will include a recap of week number five of the National Football League. Of course, our good and bad and ugly, a Monday staple on this program during football season. Tony Gwynn Jr., how are you doing? Hopefully uh, your friends, family, and uh, people you know are safe at this time. Yeah, no, it's uh, certainly um, quite jarring to see some of the things footage that we've seen over yeah. the past three four days um but yeah you know thoughts and prayers and you know everybody who may have family in that area um you know we certainly are, are praying for the best um i on a, on a on a brighter on a much different note um want to say happy birthday to my oldest daughter aha uh-huh. Happy 16th birthday. Oh, sweet 16. How about that? To Michaela. She won't hear this, but at least I can say that I have uh, gave her a shout out. I'll confirm it. Yeah, you can confirm it. Now, the next thing I will probably do is I'll negotiate a post. You know, it's a lot harder to do it with (laughs) teenage girls. They, They veto so much of every photo really yeah no it's it's um because it has to be perfect you know i'm 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 42 41 years old oh, you so. can't just post any photo no of her no no and say Absol- happy birthday absolutely, Michaela. absolutely not wow. really. if I, you did I, that you would be in uh daddy uh dad jail dad, dad, jail, dad yeah. trouble i've been yeah. in this before now a lot I of times i don't really care i just do it anyway but <laughs> i am starting to like take their feelings in consideration in terms of what I put out there. They want their best work out there, fine. You're going to have to send it to me because I, <laughs> I just snap photos, how they come off the phone. I don't have no filters, none of that. Um, but in all seriousness, happy uh, happy 16th birthday. Michelle. Happy birthday, man. That's exciting. Six, sweet 16. Do you have any? Does she have any big plans? Does, no, does well, she, she had her big today? plans over the weekend. Had uh, her big plans. She had her big plans. She uh, is is definitely going to be driving in a month. That is nice. That, that was something you know, that was non-negotiable. Kids, a lot of kids. Well, that, so that's a parent decision. <laughs> yeah, because a lot of kids these days they, they don't, don't rush to drive. Oh my! It's it's. It's we mind all blowing. We we all stood in line the night before oh my. and waited for the the DMV to open. I don't, I don't I know that. So I, I don't know that I slept day. the night before. I was so excited to get yeah, my license. Could not wait have to some drive. freedom of my own. Yeah, they don't. Uh, Little did I know that I was going to become a taxi driver for mom and dad whenever they needed something. But <laughs> yeah. that is the perk. But you know what? That was you didn't care. No, like you mom, didn't. you, mom, really you want to go to Vista? Okay, let's go. <laughs> Jump in. I'm ready to go. Without a doubt. You know. Without so a doubt. It's that's the way it used to be. Yeah, but uh, with, things are different. I understand. 
understand that. It, now. it is they don't they don't they don't have the desire. So it was non negotiable. Yeah, with four kids and all yeah, of them playing. She's going to need to start helping oh, drive some absolutely, people around. Absolutely, absolutely. That's, that's so. your uh, that's your, the benefit of being first to sixteen, yeah. Kayla. So <laughs> congratulations, congratulations <laughs> on that. Meanwhile, uh, life is very good for my friend Matt Scraby. He. Uh, he comes in here on Mondays after the 49ers crush people, and he tries not to be arrogant and annoying, <laughs> he really but he does. cannot help himself. And uh, both Tony and I, we know that all Scravey wants to talk about is how good the Niners looked last night. So we look at each other and don't say a word. And then he comes in and goes... Oh, so you guys wanted to know what I was thinking about during the Niners game last night? Oh, like, no, we on. didn't. We don't want to know. And he goes, "Well, I'm going to tell you. Uh, Brock Purdy's pretty good. Yeah, he's pretty good. Let me say, he's let me pretty good. Let me say, so, in, in the, exactly how it went down was I I gave because Chris and I he's 100 percent right. We normally come in here on Monday. Yeah, and we look at each other. We know. All right, we're not even gonna bring up the Niners. No, we're, we're gonna wait. We're gonna at least wait till the show starts, right? Yeah. But today, I was like, "All right, man, how, how'd you feel about how'd you feel about your Niners?" And his first answer was, "It was too easy. Too easy. <laughs> it was too too easy. easy." He said. He said it was too easy, right? So yeah. then we move on, and I promise you, the conversation shifted to something completely different. And then he brought it about back up. seven minutes later. He goes, yeah. "You want to know my thoughts on the 49ers? I was like, "No, we already got your thoughts. You said yeah. it was easy. We moved our, on." Our conversations <laughs> usually move and 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 uh, slither around, and yeah. so I needed to bring it back to the original conversation, which <laughs> yeah, was so happy you did. And then he also jumped in with a question for me, like, "How's your wife feeling after I beat her by over fifty <laughs> oh, points in fantasy?" He definitely I mean, this guy, he is, right now, he is flying high. He also brought up the fact that he won the baseball fantasy championship Again. a couple of Wait, weeks hold ago. On. Again. And there was a good All reason for that. Stu- there was no good reason yes, for that. Tony was telling all. me I didn't know anything about baseball. And I said, and winning the I fantasy, fantasy baseball, baseball championship, championship doesn't mean you know anything about baseball. I know everything baseball. I need to know about baseball. He, he 100% yeah. said, you guys, how does your wife feel? I'm going to tell you something. You guys out there are just nowhere near as close as Tony and I are to the level of annoyance that Scraby has risen to with the success of his teams oh. right now. And he, I gotta say, I, I was not trying is, to be mean to Lori. I really was. Well, you it, certainly it, were. No, because Lori doesn't if, talk trash to begin if, with. I don't well, then wanna, why did you even bring it up and say, I how asked. does she feel after I beat her by 50? Well, Wait. It was actually a 60 Scrape. points. If I, I had a recorder and played it back for you how it sounded, it sounded like you were dancing. I can't imagine. <laughs> I can't imagine. It definitely that. sounded no. like that. If anybody has a slice of humble pie out there, please give it to Scravey. <laughs> he could use it right about now. But uh, I will say this: it doesn't look like the 49ers are going to get that anytime soon. No. They were dominant no. last night. We'll go over all the football stuff. The Dolphins looked pretty good, although uh, they get word uh, just coming out a little while ago that their star young running back Devon Achan is now being evaluated for a knee injury. So his status is to be determined and. Thus, the uh, high-flying status of the Dolphins may take a uh, take a little step back for the moment. But uh, we'll talk about all of the NFL stuff, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Coming up in the 3 o'clock hour, nothing was uglier this weekend than what happened at Dodger Stadium on Saturday night to the Hall of Famer-to-be Clayton Kershaw, who faced, uh, I believe, six batters, did not retire any of them. First time in Major League postseason history that that has happened to any pitcher uh, I, I will say this. I, 
I, I'm always going to stick up for Kershaw. I know the Dodger fans, you know, give it the old, well, what does he do in the postseason? Because he's 13 and 13 now with an ERA of about four. But I still think Kershaw is one of the great pitchers of all time. James Altman did not help him by missing that first fly ball. No, he did not. And how that is, if that's not a, an error, Tony, then they should never call an error ever again in a Major League Baseball game. Because that was one of the easiest catches that he made into a difficult play and then dropped the ball, but that's for another time. Uh, Diamondbacks crushed Kershaw after that, Jan- uh, ran out to a 6 nothing lead, and went on to win Game 1 of that series. Dodgers play to try and even things up tonight, Game 2 at L.A. And as the Padres sit on the sidelines for yet another postseason, One thing that we have all come to know uh, that we can count on around this time of year, it is always open season to root against the Dodgers. So we've at least got that going for us, which isn't much. But, um, hey, uh, you know, the the Dodger fans are crying bloody uh, murder, just like the Braves fans are crying right now after they got shut out. And the Orioles fans are crying after they lost the last two games because... I don't know what because first round they of got the playoffs because they got rest. They got rusty. So no, not rusty. They got rest. Oh, they got rusty. They got rusty. They got they got rusty. Or rusty. That's a word. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Dodger. If you if you go on Twitter and and read anything from a Dodger fan, there is no the Diamondbacks didn't do anything. In the game the other night, Corbin Carroll didn't hit a home run. Tommy Pham didn't go four for four with a home run. Uh, Moreno didn't hit a three-run bomb into the upper pavilion in left field. Upper tank. Yeah, none of that happened. Uh, the only thing that happened is that the Dodgers got a raw deal from Major League Baseball. Oh, how so? Because baseball made them sit out a few oh. days and let the Diamondbacks play. And uh, with the visiting team winning five of the six games that were played this weekend... That is the noise in baseball right now. I, I don't get it. I mean, you're not. The funny thing is, you're you're still not hearing any of this from the Houston Astros, nope. who did win a game at home and are one one with the Twins. Uh, last year, both the Yankees and Astros sat out and won their you know divisional round series. I know the Dodgers and Braves lost last year, and they better figure it out because they're going to lose again this year. And I'm not going to care if they cry again. <laughs> no. You know, that's it. I, I, mean, you, I don't you, think anybody's going to care. No. I, here's the thing. Like, you go through that, that long of a season. Rest is should be the thing that you want. should be beneficial. It should be. Now, figure wh- out a way to stay sharp. I'm why sorry. Why it hasn't you know? worked. At le- and by the way, the series is not over for the Dodgers. No, the neither Do- of them are. The Dodgers actually won game one after their rest last year. They yes. did it against the Padres. And then they lost three in a row and, then and they complained lost, about the rest. They lost three in a row after that. Yeah. So they lost the game one. We'll see where this series going. By no means is that series over, no. in my opinion. Nor is the Braves-Phillies. Nor is the Braves-Phillies, although I picked the Phillies to win that series. You I did. don't. I don't think that series is over. But yeah, it was pretty un- unbelievable that the Braves, a team that did not get shut out at home all season, right. get shut out. Right. And, you know, they've got to find a reason. They're has to be an excuse for it. How about the fact that uh, you know the Phillies bullpen pitched an amazing game? They threw Johnny Holstaff at the vaunted Atlanta Braves. Young guys, rookies with no experience. Ranger Suarez, kind of a second tier pitcher, and the Braves squeezed the bat handle too high, too tight. Well, we know Ranger, and they couldn't come through. We so. know Ranger Suarez has the chops. He did it against the Padres no, last year. True. So I, I mean, either way, though, like ultimately. There, there are teams that 
whatever the Astros are doing on their time off doesn't seem to yeah it seems to be working just fine this whole complaint is falling on completely deaf ears for me i i I don't get it at all uh they the teams can rest set up their pitching the way they want uh there's no good excuse for it and it's unfair to blame the format number one number two what would you do differently here's the what would you do with the format to change it there's only one thing that you that you could do without interrupting anything, and that's just don't have the off days. You and I talked about that, or take one of the off days away so that the team, so that the Dodgers team has to, don't have to wait as long. No, it's not even about that. You just force the team that just played a series mm. without rest, so now they okay. can't line up their pitcher. But that's a small factor. But yeah. the thing that is irritating about this whole argument is that I don't know for the last ten. Almost 15 years, as, as analytics has become a big part of it, of the game. All of a sudden, the you know, you don't you got a year a year's worth of data and um, a couple games, right? Playoff two data, postseasons, not worth even of data. two full, not post-season. even two, yeah, right. And you and everybody's already come to a conclusion on this, right? Yeah. What are what are we doing? If if we're going to be data driven, let's let's collect some, yes. uh, enough. If the team that gets a bye loses like 14 of the first 16 series over the first four or five years, maybe you've got something and they have to rethink it. Right, but right. it's far too, it's early too early to do that. And it's far too unfair to teams like the Texas Rangers who've come out swinging and knocked down the Baltimore Orioles twice. Who, by the way, for the most part of the entire season, were one of the better teams. Yeah, they Bruce were one of the better teams. Bruce Bochy, I you know what? I love this guy. Uh, I'm rooting for him. I, I, you know, I'm amazed. I mean, it seems like he never loses a playoff game. It still ticks me off that he's only eight. He was only eight and sixteen as the Padre manager in the playoffs, <laughs> because everywhere else he's unbeatable. And uh, he, you know, Corey Seager's playing great. He's, playing and he's leading Texas right now. Mitch Garver to Grand Slam yesterday. So uh, Texas goes up two there, nothing. There are just a lot of other reasons aside from buys in uh, rest. Uh, why? I mean, Orioles, super young team. They made some young team mistakes in those in that in those two losses. Yeah, and that's you know that's the way it goes in the playoffs. Yeah. You can't make them. And, and so, and going back to the Dodgers, I mean, in Game One, you had the rest, but you had Kershaw, who's fourteen and one in his career against the Diamondbacks, against Merrill Kelly. Who was, who was 0-11 yes. against the Dodgers? 0-7 in LA. 0-7 with an ERA of over seven. In L.A. So you had every advantage you could possibly need. I kind of hope the Diamondbacks win again tonight because I really want to hear the Dodger fans wail tomorrow if they go down no games to 0-2. to two. All right, we are I think underway. I know how that sounds, actually. Name and logo. Something like that. All right, well, that's a sound Scraby's not making right now. He's puffing his chest out. He is prancing around as if he owns the world. Uh, so it is his world. We will live in it for a little while. Between now and 4.30 this afternoon, we're working towards Monday Night Football. It's the Packers and the... Tony, I can't Raiders. say it Thank you very much. That's coming up on Monday Night Football. We'll come back with much more Gwyn and Chris. The uh, weekend in uh, college football, NFL, baseball playoffs. We'll keep touching on all of it as we get underway on 97.3 The Fan. There's not even any sound on on these TVs, and I just know they're talking about And you're, and you're angry. Yeah, just, yeah. There's, that home teams can't win, and it's because of the bye. That's... That's what I know they're talking about right it's now. It's so ridiculous, and uh, it is something that, um, you know, the Dodgers and the Braves, 
Scraby brought up the idea, well, you know what? The, the better teams ought to be able to choose whether they want to have a bye. If there's ever been a dumber idea, I'd like to hear it. <laughs> um, no team is going to choose to play a three-game series rather than to advance automatically to the next round. No way, no how. Nope. Well, then the convers- then the complaint is taken away if you give teams a choice. I personally think that here's there a- is something to here's the thing. There is something to it. Here's the thing. Well, of course, the only you do. people that we've heard complain. I haven't heard one team. The Astros haven't said a word. I haven't. Heard, I haven't heard the actual Dodger team say a word. That's true. I haven't actually heard yep, the Orioles team Good say point. a word. Thank you, Tony. You're right. I mean, nobody's giving up rest at this time. More, more importantly, no one's giving up skipping a first around in order to get closer to what the end goal is. I think everybody's going to take it. Now, you maybe there's an argument, or there is a. Um, a feel-out process of how you have to approach that time off. And it sounded like the Dodgers changed up everything they did from last year to this year. Um, But also maybe the Dodgers end up winning a series and it's a moot point. And maybe if the Dodgers had 30 days off or three hours off and Clayton Kershaw gives up six hits to the first six batters of the game, they would lose no matter what the circumstances. Indeed. So, please, with this, is uh, there stop anything... crying about that. And, Scraby, don't lead the crying. Is, I'm not them. crying at all. I'm not crying no, at all. Well, you would be if the Giants were behind right now. No, I don't care about the Giants. Yeah, it, I know. No, you I... only care about good teams like the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> did he just do my laugh? <laughs> that was pretty good. <laughs> what is? What was you going to say? I, I think there is something to it, though, because you look at the Rangers. The Rangers are a good team, but they came into the playoffs. They they what took the first two from the Rays. They moved on. Then they take the first two from the Orioles. The Orioles went over a hundred games, but the Rangers have found some spark, and they're they're rolling with that. And but the, the Rangers could have lost two games to the Rays and been eliminated. Have, that could not happen to the Orioles. No, I understand that, but what I'm Why saying is not, I think you that don't a team, seem to be thinking about I'm it. I'm thinking that a team who is playing before a team that has to play and doesn't have the bye can find some sort of spark and the other team can't. Oh, Tampa didn't find a spark. They were at home. No, but the Rangers won. I'm talking if Tampa was if Tampa won, I would be like, hey, they just beat the Rangers two games to none. They're rolling. That's why. Oh, so you're saying the momentum that was carried yes. out of the first round is in the second round? Yeah. What happened to the Twins? They swept, then they got beat. It's 1-1, I thought, right? Well, I'm saying they lost the first game. But they game. didn't just oh. automatically roll over the Astros. The Astros played and pitched a better game and won game one. That's what, decides game. Base, that's what decides baseball games. Hitting, pitching, home runs, defense, all of that stuff. Not who has a bye. I mean, the people who think it has a bye, I mean, to me, you're just you're making a wasted comment. Yeah, no, I, I just, it's not a waste. Of all time. I'm saying is let's let let's let a and little let longer out. period of time take care. I'm going to actually have to start rooting for the teams in our favor <laughs> now, that's, just that's to back that. up my point. <laughs> I can't wait for the Astros to lose out here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I I definitely think that we just need. I, I understand it from the fans' perspective, but I also think it's uh, it's one of those things you got to kind of let play out. There's there's just no other way to. To kind well, of go about the, the only the only actual data we have is the results of last year's playoff two four series, two of which were won by the team with a bye, and two of which were won by the team without a bye. Doesn't sound like there's any advantage there. Yeah, uh, primetime NFL games are available for free. 
uh, from Westwood and we're from Westwood One and live here on 97.3 The Fan and on the Odyssey app tonight. Listen to the Packers and the Raiders. Yeah. And Thursday. <laughs> and Thursday. The Broncos and the Chiefs, right here. There are some real doozies coming up in the uh, in the uh, primetime games. Not only Packers Raiders tonight. You mentioned Chiefs and uh, Broncos, Broncos Thursday. We got love to have the Broncos on Thursday night football, just where they deserve to be. Uh, next uh, Sunday night is another classic, and I can't now. I'm, I, it's so bad, I forgot all about what it was. Oh, here's a, you know the other one. It's just was... one of those. Oh, it's it's a Giants and Buffalo next Sunday. Can we night, stop so. with the New York Giants? <laughs> primetime games, please. It's just, we said it last week. It's amazing that the NFL puts these primetime games together, and then five weeks into the season, it's a mess. Yeah. Because um, teams that were supposed to be good just aren't, and vice versa. Can I go back to baseball real quick? Yeah. The other thing I kept saying on social media, and again, media is pushing the narrative, the catcher's interference that happened. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know the replay, the slowed-up replay doesn't give you the eye-popping evidence that you want. But if you just watch uh, Murphy's reaction after the play... He, he said as much. He did his same thing as what everybody else does when they when they have a catcher interference. There's like a recoil. Like their hand comes back like, oops, yeah. I wasn't supposed to do that. Yeah, And it was like so much... And Real Muto, the pitter, it was a, is a catcher. And he immediately turned. Like he so, he knew what was going on. That was It was hard. There was no way there was a clear-cut video no. of it, but the reaction of the players told you everything you needed to know. And it made the score 3-0. I mean, it was already 2-0. So Braves didn't score. To me, it was kind of a moot point. I... You know, I, the, 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 the one that's not a moot point is Kershaw. And I, I've been trying to stick up for this guy for... 15 years when it comes to postseason pitching, Tony. I, I, I can't think of a guy I have more respect for. The Dodgers had a day off workout, optional workout yesterday. Guess who's out in left field shagging fly balls? Kersh. Kershaw. Uh, you know what? He's got a 2.48 career ERA. That's one of the best career ERAs in the history of Major League Baseball. And certainly one of the best ERAs you could possibly have in this day and age of baseball. His playoff ERA is two runs higher. Yeah. 4.49. I mean, that's exactly two runs higher. His record is now 13 and 13 after. In uh, postseason? Uh, yeah. Wow. All time 13 and 13 with a 4.49 after one of the worst outings he could ever remember having. Uh, I said he didn't get any outs earlier. He did get one. Uh, a third of an inning in the six runs. Uh, Outman should have had him a second out. But. I don't know how to – I understand the Dodger fans. They're, they're like, you know – but they wouldn't be where they always are without Kershaw, number one. I, I just – you know, Maddox didn't have the all-time greatest playoff stats either. Um, but, you know, in the end, Kershaw's going to go down as a Hall of Fame, one of the great pitchers of all time. I think it's just – the way baseball can work. I mean, it's a, it's a smaller sample size, Tony. I don't know how else to try to defend him here. Craig Maddox postseason was eleven and fourteen. Yeah, under five hundred. Um, his ERA was a lot better. It was three two four, three two seven. Yeah, it's um, still under five hundred. Yeah, uh, it, you know, the postseason is 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 tough for a reason. And, and I mentioned this to you before before the postseason started. I told you. A lot of times power arms have more success 
Guys aren't chasing as much. They, you know, they, they tend to lock in a, a little bit more, and that goes for the pitchers. But if for some reason you are off in a postseason game, it, it's not like it. Whereas a regular season, you can be a little bit off and find a way to get through it. I feel like in a postseason that doesn't happen often. Like if you're off, teams are dialed in. They're going to get you, and uh, that was probably. Um, that was probably at the end of the spectrum in terms of how how bad it can get for for any player. Yeah. I still maintain that if Altman makes that catch, it's a different inning. I, you get the first out, you get the first guy, you relax, you settle in. Instead, the guy winds up on second base, and uh, you give up a base hit, and you're you're down one nothing. Two pitches into your outing. Um, I, I I'm still look. Dave Roberts said the right thing. He's going to bring Kershaw back in Game Four uh, if it gets to Game Four, which I'm sure it will. And I would be shocked if Kershaw didn't pitch a fantastic game. Um, you know, Dave Roberts said as much. If we're going to win anything, Kershaw's going to have to win some games for us in the playoffs. Yep. So that's the way it's designed. You know, that was a that was a nightmare performance. Uh, every pitcher's probably had one, but uh, I, I would not give up the ship on Kershaw. I know some Dodger fans have done that. Yeah, I saw people were like running over their jerseys and taking them off. It was, were they really? Yeah, I saw yeah, all kinds of craziness. Now. Come on, people. As they typically do on social media. All right, let's, let's get to break. Uh, we got a, a, a dandy, a doozy of a show for you when we come back. Scraby, are we doing the Big Five this early? A little early today. Oh, right. uh, yes. Yes, we are. All Bryce right. Harper is going to be one of the topics. Bryce, he's very good at baseball. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Program 238 is the time. Chris Ella. Tony Gwynn Jr., Matt Scraby, Gwynn and Chris, 97.3, The Fan. Coming up an hour from right now, we'll recap Week 5 of the National Football League, the good, the bad, and the ugly coming up. Uh, there are some NFL notes to uh, let you in on. Uh, Aaron Jones unlikely to play tonight for the Pack. Uh, I, th- I believe Devontae Adams is likely to play. For the Raiders, if you're wondering about all that. Justin Jefferson, uh, Vikings say they're not going to rush him back. Uh, He got hurt in the fourth quarter of that game yesterday. Did everybody – what did we do when Travis Kelsey went off the field yesterday? Did we celebrate, Scraby? I'm sure you did. I sang, shake it off. (laughs) No. I, why would I celebrate? Script. He's on my fantasy football team, so I was Is very he on concerned. Your Odyssey fantasy football team. Yes. Gee, anything uh, that I can do to bring up your fantasy football team, I'm you so just happy. Did. I, I mean, just yeah. did that. No, but I the first one of the first things I thought of was, man, Travis Kelsey has made it really hard on himself because now he has to like play through injury. He he's going to get a lot of trash talk on the field. I'm sure it's not been easy for him. I initially didn't think it was that big of a deal, but then they panned to him slamming his helmet and being yeah. pissed off. I and thought I like, he had torn an ACL or something. I mean, I, I thought that uh, he might be coming back at all, but he did come back into the game and did score a touchdown. So he did all right. Uh, the Jets lose their top offensive lineman for the season. Uh-oh. That's no good for the Jets. Uh, Leah Vera Tucker is done for the year with an Achilles injury. That's bad news for Zach Wilson, who's already running around. And I believe that's his that's his backside, like his yeah. And uh, Buffy player yesterday too, Rich uh, Milano, uh, leg injury. Matt Milano. Matt Milano. Thank you. Uh, carted off after he got rolled up on in a pile. So uh, the He's injuries out for the season, right? Uh, don't know. Or they quite feared, they feared it was an ACL. Yeah, it's indefinite for him, so they well, don't know yet. Uh, they're in trouble. 
Yeah, you watch because they lost their best DB la- the week mm-hmm. before last. Yeah, it's amazing how quickly it changes in the NFL. Uh, Richardson, uh, the quarterback of the Colts, Anthony Richardson, will miss some time. Shoulder injury, he will um, not play this coming week against I'm, the Jaguars. I'm certainly not so. making light of it, but this young man's going to have to learn that he's playing with a bunch of grown men. Yeah, he's going to have to get down. He's going to have to get down, man. Get out of bounds. He took on two tacklers there, and he lost that battle. You're going to lose every week you do it. Yeah. There's some NFL notes for you. We'll have, like I said, a recap of week five a little bit later. But right now, time to get into what else is going on in the world of sports on this Monday. We call it the Big Five. It's that time of the show when we check on the latest in sports. Only the most important topics and questions are brought to light. Stop what you're doing and listen. These news stories will astound and amaze you. The one, the only. Oh my God, who the hell cares? The Big Five starts now on 97.3 The Fan. All right. You know, the Big Five is always evolving, and I was just finishing typing. That's why it took me so long, because I have a great number five question for you. Hmm. Oh, good. I wonder why if you do say so yourself. Number five. Why was I still typing? I was updating the question all the way until it needed to be asked. Oh, that way. I wasn't just making it up because I didn't have one, okay? Uh, We saw this last night during the Sunday night football game, guys. The camera zoomed in on a couple in the stands, and the guy was wearing a 49ers jersey, while the woman that was with him was wearing a Cowboys jersey. And this was near the end of the game, and the 49ers were just absolutely manhandling the Cowboys at the moment, and they were just crushing them. But the dude proposed, and the internet is saying one thing. This guy is not very smart for proposing during a game that his fiance or future wife, her team, is just getting crushed. Pummeled. So, Chris, you're up first on this one. Is it ill-advised to propose at a game where your fiance's team is getting crushed? It's probably ill-advised to, po- uh, to uh, propose even when you're... Uh... Your significant other is getting crushed by 60 points in fantasy, as mine was over the weekend, <laughs> which you reminded me of earlier in the show. I didn't bring that one up right um, now. I, yeah, it's, well, I don't know. Did she say I mean, yes? Yeah, I mean, if you're if, if you're going to judge whether she loves you or not, maybe that's a real good place to judge it. I mean, if she's going to say yes when her team's down by 32 points, then she's going to hang with you through thick and thin. So maybe it's not as bad of an idea as you think. What do you think, Tony? Is it ill-advised to do this? Sounds to me like you just brought this question up so you can remind us again that the 49ers pummeled the Cowboys. You've said it three times during this no, particular no. segment. So. <laughs> well, that's because Cowboys fans love to make fun of me about the 49ers. So. Um, what was the question again? Is it ill-advised to propose to when you're... During a game when your future wife's team is losing by 32 points? I guess it depends on how much of a sports head... Your significant other is like okay. are they That's the type point. of person that point. like me that gets really frustrated when their team is losing and may not be the nicest individual during that time i'm a terrible person yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or uh is your significant other you know chill like just there just there for the the moment um I, my guess is if you are going to propose, you've already decided whether whether the score is in your favor or not. 
that you're proposing. So I'm sure he was ready for all of that before he pulled out that ring. But I think you should probably know your significant other well enough. Well, according to the TV, <laughs> he pulls out the ring and she, her back is turned to him with her fans in her face because she knows what's about to happen. So ah. obviously, well, you know, what, this is how hey, if you I could ever look do... At, you could look at it from a standpoint of it went from a bad day to a very good day for said young That's lady. That's true. That's yeah. true. If there is a, ever a day where I propose, it's going to go horrible. I was going to originally say that uh, it's probably, a, it would be ill-advised in my situation to propose at a football game in general. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wouldn't, that wouldn't, I don't know if. That I, wouldn't I be a memory? It. I, I don't, I, I wouldn't <laughs> risk it. <laughs> Number four. Uh, I saw something written over the weekend about how Bryce Harper is one of the very, very, very rare athletes that had a ton of hype as a kid and has lived up to the hype and then some. So, uh, Tony, you're up first. What are the first players that come to mind that have actually lived up to the hype in the NFL? An NBA. Oh, yeah. Bryce is definitely on that list. LeBron James is is That's who I was probably thinking, yeah. a, it would probably be the only person who could get above Bryce Harper in terms of hype because he was a first. Bryce came after Bron did. And so you know, there was at least a blueprint for what Bryce had to go through. I don't think there was one for LeBron. Nobody was I mean, I, I we got to watch high school basketball on ESPN. In 2003. For like two years because yeah. he was still in college. I remember that the, the game that they aired. I, I was It was must-see TV yeah, for a sports Everybody fan. watched it. Um, in football, it's, it's, it's a much more difficult thing. I, I, it would have to be a quarterback. I just can't think of – I mean, Patrick Mahomes wasn't even like no. highly touted. And it seems like, quite frankly, the dudes who are highly touted are the ones that have struggled to live up in terms of, like, number one picks. Not even Joe Burrow. I, I mean, I, Joe Burrow wasn't. He was highly touted was he the number one college. Pick? No, he wasn't. I yes, don't he think. was. Yes, he was? Yeah, yeah, he was. You're right. Okay, uh, well, right now, I would say, I would say right now, I can't because I can't think of another one. I would say it's, uh, oh, you know what? Maybe John Elway. Oh, we're going. We're going. Uh, we we're talking current? No, no, no. It's fine. That's fine. Right now, I would say it's probably Joe Burrow, but it's still a lot to be done. You know, Bryce has had a, a long, pretty long career at this point. Braun has. Burrow's still in the beginning stages, yeah. but I would say in terms of being a number one pick, highly touted, he, he has changed that Bengal organization. So I'll say he's on the path. Chris, uh, what are the first players that come to mind that have lived up to the hype in the NFL and NBA? Um, the NFL, I, I thought of Eli Manning, but you know, he only lived up to it in the sense that he won, won two Super Bowls. Yeah. He was really not a great quarterback outside of those two championship seasons. I in fact, statistically, he was horrible in all of the seasons that he didn't win a championship. But, um, I, I, you know, it's hard to have as much hype as Bryce Harper and LeBron James. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of hockey guys. I think Wayne Gretzky had yeah. hype, Mario yeah. Lemieux had hype. Yeah. Um, but Sidney Crosby was he hyped? Sidney Crosby was hyped to a certain extent. Um, but you know, there, there isn't a lot of young players that are so incredibly good that they get the dominating, you know, you know, dominating, uh, tag before they even step on the field. So I think LeBron and I think LeBron's in a category of his own because I don't think there's ever been a, uh, the hype surrounding him. I mean, Michael Jordan didn't have anything near that coming into the league. In fact, 
you know, he was only the third pick, Jordan. So, um, yeah, Harper's uh, kind of a one of a kind. I mean, there aren't many guys that people were following before they got to the big leagues like him. I, I and guess, he's done it. I guess Peyton's on that list. Yeah, Peyton Manning to a point, the, the, but even he struggled that, yeah, to but get it going. The thing that separates really LeBron and Bryce is that it started at such a young age. Both of them were juniors in high school when the hype train started. Peyton, I didn't know who Peyton Manning was, who he was at Tennessee. Yeah, you don't really know NFL right? guys until you they get to college. Because, because they, there's, the game doesn't really allow for it to yeah. be that kind of youthful guy yeah. right that can that can that can transcend but in LeBron's case and in Bryce's case I can't think of anything that's comparable to those two all right number three now I'm not bringing this up because it's 49ers I'm bringing this up because it's Mac Jones I'm just trying to get ahead of Chris's comments <laughs> here uh so on did the get- 49ers win last night I wasn't clear on that yet they want a, a squeaker a squeaker okay. uh espn's get up you know sometimes i like that show sometimes i'm not a fan of that show but whenever rex ryan gets I'm too angry sleep for that show you what too sleep for that show. <laughs> uh it, it sometimes rex ryan gets a little angry and it makes it makes for some good tv but mac jones they were talking about him they he is on the complete opposite side of what's happening with brock purdy and ESPN's Dan Orlovsky on Get Up this morning said this was a doozy. This about the situation. Oh, that means I got to do this one. Stinks. They'll never win again. All right, because I'm telling you, they they had their run with Brady. When they let him go, I told you they would never win if again. Mac they, Jones, they're not going to. If Mac Jones was in San Francisco, he would be playing like Brock Purdy. I actually agree. Oh, I, God, no. Yes, dude. <laughs> no, there's no chance. I'm there's actually, no, he'd, he'd be better than he is, but if you think he's going to play like Brock Purdy, Rex. you haven't paid attention to Brock Purdy. Rex. That is a slap in his So Orlovsky is just sitting there like trying to get a word back in. Rex Ryan does not allow him. Mike Greenberg cannot get a word in as well. But, Chris, if Mac Jones uh, – would Mac Jones do what Brock Purdy has done if he was a 49er? No, it's time that people start recognizing that Brock yeah, Purdy's a good real. quarterback. For I real. mean, you know, he looked great last night. Uh, I will say that it's – Against a really good defense, too, Yeah, by the it way. was. But, he again, nobody got near him. Nope, I, I, I don't recall true. anybody <laughs> getting within 10 yards of him the entire night. And, you know, so there's a chance that most professional quarterbacks would have uh, at least some success in that offense, the way it's running like a, you know, oiled machine right now. But uh, so Mac Jones would be better. But no, Brock Purdy, let's give the guy some credit, man. He's a pretty darn good quarterback. And it's high time people start giving him credit for that. And Mac Jones is a pretty darn bad quarterback. I mean, (laughs) you know, I mean, the interception he threw yesterday when you just pop the ball up out of your hand and leave it in the hands of a linebacker to run in for a touchdown. When you give a fumble six on your own one yard line to the Cowboys and follow that on the next play with an out pattern that's woefully underthrown, you can't blame all of that on scheme and bad protection. No. Uh, Mac Jones is playing awful quarterback, and Brock Purdy's much better. So I agree with Rex Ryan on this one. And, right. and that's not a surprise because I don't agree with Orlovsky very often. Somebody uh, told him that he was really smart, and he's taken that <laughs> to the bank now. I appreciate Dan Orlovsky for the outside-the-box thinking. That's not outside-the-box thinking right there. No, that's just trying to say something to cause conversation. I, maybe so. but I, I play I, a good I, Dan Orlovsky on this show sometimes. I definitely disagree with his, his idea. Would Mac Jones do what Brock Purdy has done mm, if he was a 49er? No, he would not. I think, um, although it is very true, 
that no one is coming near Brock Purdy. You know who it reminds me of? It reminds me a lot of what Tom Brady had for a lot of his career in New England. Like, very... Standing tall in that Very pocket. rarely was he, like, under siege. And when he was, they usually lost. Um, when he wasn't, he was that good that it was almost impossible to beat him. This is what it seemed like. And I think uh, Brock Purdy... His accuracy is the thing that stands out to me more than anything else. And I guess it's easy to be accurate when nobody's, you, know, you just back there all day. But he's, he definitely deserves a ton of credit at this point. He hasn't lost a regular season game yet. Yeah. yeah. That is crazy. And the only playoff game he lost, he didn't get to play. Right. He got he hurt. Tore his elbow. In the up. game. I mean, he, got, he did get sacked one time last night for two yards. He did incomplete seven passes. I mean, you know. So he's not perfect. Yeah, he's they showed garbage. that they were somewhat fallible. Uh, I don't know. Did the 49ers even get called for a penalty in the game? I mean, this team is just uh, playing at, a, at such a level right now that it's uh, it's going to be hard to beat them right now the way they're playing. All right. Six penalties on the Niners? Wow. I didn't yeah. see any of those. Yeah. <laughs> Number two. The NFL could stage a game in yet another international location as early as 2024, Commissioner Roger Goodell said Saturday. He spoke to fans at a forum in London, which is uh, hosting three games this season before the international slate switches to Germany for two games in November. The league recently confirmed that cities in Spain and Brazil are under review as potential hosts in the future. Uh, Goodell said, quote, I do see us playing in more markets very soon, as early as next year. We actually have three or four markets that are here this weekend and next weekend that are interested in hosting a game, end quote. Tony, when is international expansion too much international expansion in the NFL? I don't think there's a such thing at this point. I mean, they're playing games internationally every year. The, the fans are in America, though. That, Apparently you know. not. I, it's all pretty Most of the fans up. are in America. I Is saw, that keeping anybody from watching the games? I mean, uh, was, I enjoy 6... I'm up at 6 a.m. on a Sunday. I turn I'm, on I'm the game. Saying that what, we're, what we're basically saying is that there isn't a lose proposition here for the NFL. They are getting... They are selling out these stadiums where they go. People are still watching here at home. People are going crazy in the stands, yes. too. It's as if they have like have a history with the Jacksonville Jaguars. I mean, <laughs> well, they, 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 they do, do now. Cause wearing jerseys and high-fiving like they follow the team closely. It wasn't like they were Jackson- sitting there with perplexed looks on their faces. They've been there more than anybody They're else. They're the yeah. London it, team, yeah. quote-unquote. So yeah. I, I don't think there's a – I think this is a win-win for the NFL. Um, I don't think there there is a too much international – as long as you you're only getting what three games, two three games a year over no, there, five five. There's a lot this year. I'm saying, but they're My different goodness, teams. The, where did the time go? Oh, we got a carryover, don't we? Oh, how is about that, that? How about that? Yeah, no, the clock is. I promise you, the clock is right. I swear to you, I just looked at the clock and it said two fifty one, and that was four minutes ago. Okay. This is uh, alternate universe right now. What I wouldn't have started that question if I knew we were gonna. That's question number two. We're only through. <laughs> Yeah, one more, My man. My goodness. It'd be fine. Jeez. All right. Chris's answer to international games in one the NFL. Next. 97.3 The Fan.